Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. Well, that means it's time once again for the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. very different time zone than, than you two. I will be in, um, uh, I'm going to um, S- Siberia, actually. I told you guys I'm going to Spain and France, but I'm actually in Siberia. I'm doing some some deep undercover work. And the thing that's going to make me really upset is that, Max, you will probably be in your warm, you know, 80-degree home <laughs> playing something that we just purchased, and I will not have that available to me in my... Uh, Dostoevsky-esque experience in Siberia. That's, That's right. You you're, were you're not warping oh. back to 1991. Right. You're going to a different time zone, and I am also going to a different time zone. But I'm going back in time. <laughs> oh, where, where are you going back in time too? Um, yeah, the the early 90s, between oh. 91 and 96, I think. So the dream of the 90s. North 90... America. So the dream of the 90s is also alive in your apartment. That's that's cool. I thought Portlandia was ending, but I guess it'll be Maxlandia next. Uh, My apartment is in Portland. Portlandia's ending? Oh. I I don't know why I asked it like that. I haven't watched an episode while it was happening ever. IFC, (laughs) very hard to find. As hard as Siberia. Most basic cable packages, believe it or not, don't have IFC. I I don't know that's true, but... So it's so it's limited, and, and I do want to get to Max. You you are having a I guess it's for maybe not for long, but a somewhat limited experience with your your early nineties. It even may be late eighties, honestly. But we'll we'll give that time frame. Um, you purchased something recently from that time. Uh, we did. We yeah. we did. <laughs> I hope <laughs> the jury the jury's out. Um, yeah. So so Sean, I I, I don't know if we talk to you about it as we were doing doing it but you did uh okay uh <laughs> i had i i had someone contact me who was in a different time zone not actually a different time and asked me very very nicely if i was working from home on a friday I said sort of why I'm like can you can you please go to target and purchase me a super nintendo because they they've re they re-released them what ended up happening is Max and I went to Target on that Friday morning, um, which also happened to be National Coffee Day, and we got a free coffee between the two of us. Shout out Dunkin' Donuts. We, yeah. we can, no, can we move past that part because I don't need my head to explode. Uh, anyways, so we waited in line at Target for this, this device, which, um, and I got one for a friend and I convinced Max to get one. And Max, I, I wanna say first off, and we do want to talk about this thing, and I hope Sean has questions like, why the hell did you guys do this? But what do you remember what the first way you described it to me was? Because you were actually working from home and could engage with it. I, I did. I said it was adorable. Yes. <laughs> he oh bought, he, he, we bought a video game system, a video game console. I've never been part of the purchase of one of these, even though I grew up and there was a Nintendo 64 and a PlayStation 2 in my household. Mm-hmm. Those were more like my brother's thing. And, and we've talked about that a little bit before. But this was like, this is one of my first 
faux nostalgia purchases, I guess. Um, And of all things, this technological device, and the first thing you say to me is, it is adorable, which... that's not usually how I do, but you go well, ahead I didn't and explain. Turn it on, yeah. You didn't turn it. You didn't. But you, you could have said it was cool. You you said it was adorable because it's yeah. small. It's very small, as opposed to how much does your do you have a PS4? I do have a PS4. How much does that weigh? Thirty pounds, eighty oh. pounds? Oh no, <laughs> I don't know how much. I don't know how much it weighs, but I'm pretty sure you could fit maybe twelve of the Super Nintendos inside the the PS4. Show. Yeah, and and also maybe even more than that, like. What what is the 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 storage like the 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 memory of that versus oh well <laughs> now you're talking uh you know but I think that plays in the adorability I mean your your uh, PS4 is probably 500 gigs and this has this holds 16 games which you can apparently do on a Raspberry Pi as well and and I guess um. What's weird is is I say those things in a way that's sort of critical, and I mention your PS4, and I think of playing these games and sitting in front and something that is clearly in the past, you know, the dream of the 90s, and I had a very pleasant time playing it, and these are things that are, you know, 2D, like flat on a screen, and, and they don't belong in this millennia, they don't even belong in the last decade, and, and somehow it is still... I think really engaging, but just because I'm getting entertainment out of it, I also do have to ask myself, like, am I just totally buying into this this faux nostalgia hype? Well, I don't think you have to ask yourself if you are. You clearly, you have. You already did it. You put your money down. Yeah. Um, you know, you you said it yourself. This was not a thing you grew up with. It wasn't a thing you know, that was really a particular part of your life, and yet you went and stood in line at Target for for two of them. Yeah. Uh, So I would say you have jumped full bore onto the phone nostalgia train. Um, Yeah. But could it... The question I I also ask myself is, am I not looking at it as nostalgia, but as something that is just entertaining? Like, I bought something that... And it is good to do with... I mean, you're kind of limited in how many people you can do it with at once um, playing the games uh, because there are only two controllers. But the other day we were hanging out and there were you know, four people, five people, however many, and they were rotating out. And if I view it as just something that is simple and entertaining, um, when I buy a game like Dominion or Cards Against Humanity or something like that, I am buying it for its entertainment value. Does this have the nostalgia attached to it? Yes. But... I don't necessarily engage with the nostalgia. I engage with the entertainment uh, abilities for that. So I think that might be where it differs. So here, here's what I would say to that. Think about where, where it is right now. It's in Max's apartment, yes? Yeah. So you brought it to a place, you know, you, you went and bought it and brought it to a place that already is home to a... Uh, a PlayStation 4 and a Nintendo 64. So... And a GameCube. And an I, Xbox. I'm going to be honest. I, oh, oh, yeah, you're right. It's Seth, it's my roommate's Xbox. Your apartment is a GameStop. <laughs> oh, it smells way better than a GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> There's it's less really, teenage sweat. That's not really the point. What, what I'm getting at I just is to that it. if there wasn't enough 
if there wasn't enough video based entertainment value in that apartment already, you guys need to both seriously reevaluate like what your bar is set at. So uh, I don't I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I think that, you know, I, I think that maybe, you know, you might be right that the faux nostalgia is not so much a thing for you. Mm-hmm. Since it, you didn't have any real nostalgia for it, but you certainly got swept up in a craze, a fad. It's pretty yeah. much no way around that, right? Well, so I wasn't looking forward to it coming out. This is not something I realized that was going to be out there until a couple days beforehand. So I, I was familiar with the marketing, certainly, but... Uh, I mean, even even Max, I told you about it, and you were like, oh, okay. I mean, I remember last year when they had the very limited Nintendo NES, mm-hmm. I feel like. So I, I that was the first instance of this, and I assume that they'll just do it over and over again. It's, it seems like a really good model for them. But sure, but again, I, then you went and bought it. Yeah, yeah, and but I think that there are there were definitely people in line that we saw who were our age ish maybe mm-hmm. a little bit younger and then there were certainly people who were likely 10 years old when this thing came out and so i i saw the different things there's the faux nostalgia and then there's the actual nostalgia um because these are things that you can do the emulator aspect on your raspberry pi but a lot of people aren't aren't that I mean, it looks it looks like the the real thing. It's I, I adorable know. in that sense. So I, I think that 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 everybody plays, but I I like to think that I did a good job of maybe the marketing played in twenty percent or thirty percent, but the other was I imagined really what we've come to and how it's been used, which is this: if you're hanging out anyways, this is kind of a cool thing to have around and just screw around with. Um, and it's it's fun. It's it's just a fun object. I sure, you but know, you still also had four other game console consoles available to you, right? Which I've literally never never played at Max's place, even though they've always all been there. Uh, well, that's not true. Oh, okay. One time you guys maybe played Grand Theft Auto because I'd never played it before, and you wanted to watch me not be able to do it who is the we involved in that <laughs> i think it was it was probably max in his old apartment so it was a a a set of well-gamed folks who sure. wanted to watch me do it but but that so that's what i keep getting at like you had you've had video games of different persuasions available to you as a thing to do while just passing the time at, at that particular location yeah since considerably long before you stood in line at a target and said, ah, fuck it. I'll, I guess so we'll get one for us too. Um, so what, 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 what was the thought process that, that, that got you to actually shell out $85 for this? Cause I feel like I, well, I certainly want to think that with the two of you, it was more than just a, ah, we're, we're here. I don't know. Max and I have discussed that he's pretty impressionable, and I'm good at you know <laughs> suggesting things to him, and him being like, that's, but, eh, okay. "Okay." So that, but that's what fascinates me. Then, really, what fascinates me the most is how 
you got there because you have mentioned multiple times already you're not a video game person you didn't really grow up with it all that much it was around but it was never something that you felt like was yours you have been around this particular group of people that we are all a part of for a couple years now without really getting into video games I so I I'm genuinely I'm I'm kind of fast because if I had been standing in that line with you I know I wouldn't have bought one for myself and I feel like I probably would have I feel like I probably would have talked you guys out of getting one for yourselves well Max and I did split it so we so we lessened the costs a little I, bit oh, okay that was 4250 that neither of you woke up that day planning to spend on uh, a you know, a rebooted 1991 game console with 16-bit graphics. Well, there are two things. Uh, first off, I did kind of rationalize. This isn't like things that go on a PlayStation where a game... Well, you've definitely rationalized stuff. Yeah, yeah. well, I usually rationalize myself out of it, but I, as, <laughs> as I've kind of discussed here, I've rationalized it into this is something that I can do with other people. If you get the latest you know call of duty game on your ps4 first of all that's you got to go in with a lot more money in that and sure. a lot of that is just you and granted there are plenty of one player games but i thought of this as very much a a two player thing i don't think that 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 has not been my experience with other people with the people that i know at least one of whom is on this podcast right now and that type of game i i spent a significant portion of um, of like high, you know, high school and and college, being around people who were playing Call of Duty or or Halo, um, and and it wasn't like you know somebody was being a you know a, an aloof jerk and playing campaign mode by themselves. It was you know we're all getting online and the four of us are going to play against four other goons somewhere else in the world. Or it, we're gonna play, you know, in like a, in a split screen mode against each other. So like uh, that, uh, the barrier to entry in terms of price is true. But again, you brought it back to an apartment that had that barrier to entry removed already. It's gone. It's not there. Yeah. So so yeah. But that's the thing is you just described the circumstance where you get along with friends and everything. That's not how I think about games because I'm not. Uh, I, I I know that it exists, but I don't know about it like intimately. But I know that you know you can sit and play Street Fighter next to someone, and it's a very like or Mario Kart. Like I've I've done that before. I know that works. It's it's a very it's it's a more social experience. Obviously, everyone talking while they're playing Call of Duty can be social over the internet. I totally get that, but. Max, you were going to say something. Oh, I just think part of it is also the approachability of the of the SNES games over yeah. some PS4 games. I, I think it's a lot easier to to just say, "Oh yeah, well, I'll try I'll try my hand at Super Mario World," and you play for five minutes, and you can't really do that with a lot of yeah a lot of modern well uh, video games that I buy. Sure, but Super Mario World, you know cuts against the grain of something that you play with another person that is a single player game 
Uh, I'm well, sorry. All right, all right. Let, hmm. let's let, let's maybe redirect from from me just saying you shouldn't have bought it. You shouldn't have bought so it. So I, I do reasons why. So I I do have kind of a question for you that excuse me that gets away from that in a way Perfect. but is part of the reason why we bought it, which is in some ways, um, Nintendo created this type of entertainment that I didn't know I needed. Uh-huh. Um, there were plenty of ways for me to entertain and certainly ways for me to be entertained without plugging something in. Right. You know, I mentioned Dominion. I mentioned, you know, sometimes people play beer pong or, or something like that when you're hanging out. Nintendo created this thing which is adorable and small and it is portable. Um, and you can play it for five minutes at a time and then rotate out so you kind of keep your engagement. Nintendo created a problem that didn't exist and they fixed it which i know is something that irritates all of us sure and so in that way are you are you upset not not at the nostalgia but by nintendo fixing a problem that didn't exist like in 1991 no <laughs> them bringing it back today max's max's well, return that, from his that trip that to wouldn't the be about the problem that doesn't exist that would be purely about the nostalgia capitalism because they didn't, they didn't create a problem that doesn't exist in 2016 and solve it, or 2017. God damn it! Um, they arguably, you know, were part of a wave of, you know, creating problems that didn't exist and solving them in the late 80s and early 90s. But now, you know, well, I'd the, say the it's problem very is still inherently linked to the nostalgia. Because I would say the problem quote-unquote, mm-hmm. is, man, don't you remember how cool your SNES was? Or or don't you remember that, cool like, your friend's cool older brother who had an SNES? Like, that's the problem, but that problem is fundamentally one of nostalgia. That So, like, that's the thing, I guess, that I have the problem with. I have a, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go slight old man yells a cloud here um but i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do it i'm going to try to do it without just getting angry um i i really i don't like the you know we've talked about reboots of movies um you know we haven't really talked about the phenomenon of uh you know every every important album getting a 10th anniversary reissue or the you know 20th anniversary box set with the you know the the bonus DVD where everybody you know talk you know, have a retrospective on on the defining tour of their career i i just but but in terms of like i mean think about the incredible level of innovation that's happened in the world of video games since, I don't know, two years ago, much less 27. And, and, you know, I guess good on Nintendo as a company for saying we can, you know, we literally don't have to come up with a new thing. We can just do something. We can just reissue something we did already in a you know in a slightly different form where the games are already contained inside it and and you know 
and you'll stand out like someone who didn't wake up today saying I'm gonna go stand outside Target and buy one will go stand outside Target and buy one like I, I wish I guess I wish their energy was devoted towards you know something that would make me wake up and go that's fucking new and that's fucking amazing this is worth me you know going and standing in line for it um <coughs> so i've yelled at the cloud um i will try i will try to to not yell at the cloud anymore does that seem fair that's i mean i i'm gonna let give you a pass because i don't believe that we're gonna be able to keep you from yelling at the clouds in future nor nor any of us but uh, i just mean on this i just mean on this podcast this particular episode that's that's fine um i don't want to begrudge you know that impulse butts heads with my other impulse that i often have on this show especially you know when i just sort of reflexively oppose you um, most of the time, what I'm when I do that, I'm saying no, don't don't begrudge someone their fun or or let them do what they want. Yes, and, and and I'm really I'm genuinely I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to be a wet blanket and say you guys shouldn't have bought it. That was a, a waste of money. I, mm-hmm. I saw you play it, you know, um, last weekend as we are recording this, and it looked like you were having a grand old time. Uh, while while I was off uh, playing beer pong, um, so you know I, I don't I'm not trying to begrudge you your fun. Max, yeah, I just I think it I think a lot of it has to do with the what it's offering and the and the and the price point as well. I mean I don't I don't love all the comparisons to modern video games because what they're offering is a is a full system with a bunch of fairly simplistic and approachable games, but those games that have at least stood the test of time most of them are very popular and were at some point i mean while the graphics might not be you know top notch or whatever the the stories and the the fun that comes from them is is there it's all loaded it's in one system and it's priced i believe less than the cost of like two xbox one controllers to get how many games is on it like the 25 games or something preloaded with the controllers you can take that 25 dollar gift card to target your aunt that you don't really know will give you for your birthday sure. and um it'll be the same price as an xbox one I would, so i understand want them wanting you wanting them to like f- do new things as well but i, I think this kind of opens up these games that are basically you know were famous for a while and are super popular to people like me and pierce who never really got a chance to play them they're also yeah, they're I not could, they're not hard get a I raspberry can't play pie the hard games that's hard. oh they're hard they're just not <laughs> it's a different type of hard but yeah. they're simplistically hard if you don't play all of them you know and i'm not saying you guys won't but if you don't play all of them then you have washed a, a significant chunk of that value down the drain right you know, if you were somebody who already had an Xbox One and you were only going to play, you know, three of the SNES games, I mean, especially if you knew someone else who was getting one already, I wonder if you'd be better off getting the, you know, putting down a little extra scratch and getting the two controllers and, and you know, being more prepared to have, um, you know, a gathering where people play Madden or something like that. 
I understand that. I, I still think the price point is important because new video games cost the, the at pr- least 60 and now I think maybe even $70 for some games, and then they have DLC on top of that, so it's like, basically for the price of one game, you get a, a, a like, it's like, think of it as a party device. Again, I, I don't love comparing it to other this is, video games. That's like saying if you own a board game, you wouldn't want to get a different board game. It's like, a you just get bored of... buy more, save more thing. Like, if you're not, you know, there are also a lot of games that are are you know fun and enjoyable that are are free on your telephone but you don't get that over the you know over this and if you have i will absolutely accept that if you this is your foray it if this is your foray into gaming then that makes more sense and it's much more (coughs) it's much more attainable that's 100 percent true um, I, I guess, I don't know. I, Matt, Max is the only one who has his, his foot in both camps, really, as, you know, living in this, by, by that I mean you have a PS4, and you also have access to this, so, you know, I, and I'm thinking about it, what I see when other people do these things, and it really is, I, I'm not looking for thoughtfulness and great narratives and and you know just some of the 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 graphics and the stories that are in these other expensive 67 dollar games i am thinking about it as more of a party system and you know even thinking back to you know when i was younger and playing certain games on uh not to nostalgify it but i'm saying it reminds me of the type of vibe you get with certain things on like a Wii or a Nintendo 64 and and stuff like that and that kind of you can do it with other people. I would I could never imagine sitting and doing this by myself. Um, whereas these other things, even if you're talking to someone online, the immersiveness of playing Call of Duty or Battlefront or something like that, I think is very appealing to people. And I'm not going for the immersiveness. I'm going for a totally different vibe i want i want to be engaged with the people around me um while sure. playing not the people in that world necessarily that's fine and and i i tend more towards the opposite end of that spectrum i you know i'm i'm happy to you know to be around you guys playing you know the party machine and and to just be to be present and, and i you know a lot of my uh a lot of my video gaming when I was playing more often when I had a, a console was either sports my my party machine was sports games it was FIFA it was Madden um, it was NBA 2k uh, and then I would play I, I appreciated you know some of the expansiveness the immersiveness um, you know uh, so so you know we're, we're dealing with different incentive structures here and that's 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 fair you know i i I would have fun playing like mario party on an n64 like it's a good time i enjoy it it's not what i think of when i think of like this is how i want my gaming experience to be though so that's i think that's most of where i'm coming from yeah yeah no i i think it's fine and i think you generally is you know pointing out it's like did you just give in and buy this thing even if i even if i like to think that i was somehow 
No, I'm just thinking of it as, as like buying a board game almost. Um, you know, I think Nintendo is adorable and, and cute and uh, and you get this idea of a time a time before when things were simpler and, and better and that seems to be really successful with people always and forever. And I don't be, I don't really mean that to be funny. As I was saying it I realized the the inherent humor, but that is always something that is going to appeal to people. I mean, I think yeah. I'm also just jealous because you got to your your impulse purchase was eighty dollars, and you got a, a game console. My impulse purchases tend to be much more guitar shaped and significantly more expensive. So, you know, I guess I wish I had a. At advice. least I at least I'm not imagining that I'm going to become skillful at the in my impulse buys. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're going to get you good at it. I guess uh-huh. I just wish my my peccadillos were more attainable. Uh, all right. Well, now was... that I've used the word peccadillos, I feel yeah, like we probably need to wrap up. Right. Apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you waited in line for an SNES classic, uh, or if you have fond memories of your old console, but have a reason why you didn't want to wait in line for one. Um, if you don't give a shit about them at all, frankly, you know, if you have thoughts on it at all, um, you know, nostalgia culture, any of it, uh, we would love to hear from you. So come check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty OK Pod and let us know what you think. And if you can tutor me in how to, to drive with the, the pad thingy, nope, I would really appreciate that. Don't help that. him because that's my best chance of not finishing last in a Mario Kart race. Man, I'm bad. Jeez. <laughs> um, on that note, it is time to switch gears uh, to our favorite segment, Pierce is Sorry. What yeah. are you apologizing for this time from sunny Siberia? Uh, well, from sunny Siberia this week. Um, you know, I, I actually feel like I, I need to... I need to apologize for something that I did to reference back to, to something I did a couple weeks ago that I did mention on the pod as well, is I went to the Thundercat show. We, As we were just talking about immersive experiences, I, I left, um, I, I went to the show with Thundercat, I feel like, what's my favorite Thundercat song? I don't necessarily have a favorite Thundercat song, but I really wanted to see him play the bass, and it was amazing. And I will say that again, it was amazing. If you get the chance to go you made see a good this, choice. to see this this very wild looking dude um, play the bass in a way that I will I will never be able to do anything that skillfully. Um, <clears throat> so right as he started playing the show, there were two people behind me that were talking loudly, and the show started, and they t- started talking even more loudly this is not the first time that this has happened at a show for me this is an instance where and i hadn't done this before but i told them more than once to stop talking and if they wanted to chat to not do it here where people are trying to listen to the concert i am not apologizing for telling them off i'm not apologizing for when they said well you can you can go somewhere else i'd been there an hour before them and I said no we're all trying to listen to music you're chatting what I am sorry for is it I that did play into me leaving the concert early 
not only did I feel like I, I, part of it was as I felt immersed in Thundercat, um, and I was like, I've I've gotten it. I got the feel, which is really great. So I did feel good about it. But I'm sorry for letting other people ruin my experience, and I could tell that. I could have done a better job of, of telling them off because they did continue talking and it bothered the people around me. But I did do a good thing on the way out. They were standing directly behind me and I was at 930 Club and there was there was a railing. And so there was someone sitting next to me with a friend who was standing right behind them. And so I told them that I was leaving and I set a pick so that they could have my space and not the people who were talking. So I feel like I did a bad thing for me but I did a good thing for other people. You're a regular American hero. I I am. Share that on Facebook, Max, that I'm an American hero. <laughs> doing one doing one kind of good thing and then kind of good. apologizing to yourself. As as we've discussed very recently on this podcast, it should just be the thing you do. It shouldn't necessarily be be good. <laughs> shouldn't you shouldn't be praised for doing your job. You shouldn't be praised for doing your correct. job. Correct. Did you ponder uh, telling them how they could approach their conversation with, say, these hands? Um, no, and there are some reasons for were that. Were they ready? Uh, I mean, they were ready. I just, it wasn't the right. I, I also didn't curse at them at all, the people who were talking, which, you know, I at least, no, I didn't. I didn't. Um, and, and I think that was good. I tried to, I used loud words, but I didn't use mean words. I feel like I probably would have handled that way differently. It's just, it's, for, it's when those situations when you know someone is in the wrong and they come back at you and say, no, you're in the wrong, it's like, come on. And then there's the bystander effect and no one else is engaging and, and you just, you feel on an island. Well, that's when you have the strongest urge to call someone a dipshit. Why? I, I don't, I don't understand. Are you a superhero? No. Maybe, maybe, maybe I... I might have used a curse word, but I don't think they heard me if I did. Because there wasn't, like, the anger, like, you just used a word at me that I totally use all the time. Shame on you. Um, yeah, I, it's just like, shut the hell up. Stop talking. Um, that, no, they, they didn't, right over their heads. No, you stop talking. I'm not, I'm not talking. You're, you're talking. So, I don't know. I, I just think that. I would suggest to people, like, if you're at a concert and people are talking and it's not the between songs type, you should say something because other people are trying to enjoy the show, but they might. Most people are non-confrontational. I'm not particularly confrontational, but. Fair no. enough. All right. Well, uh, thank you for making sure that you were uh, took care of apologizing to yourself once again. Yeah, um, and taking credit for a thing that I did that may not have actually even been good. Yep. So we'll close the show with a big idea that actually is related to our, our, our topic today, and, and we, we mentioned it briefly um, when we were discussing examples of, of faux nostalgia. Um, there's this television program called Rick and Morty. Oh, and it, uh, I, I, I'm not gonna. We actually didn't bring it up, but yeah, we go ahead. No, we did. But beforehand, yeah, beforehand. That's what I said. Oh, okay. I didn't hallucinate that, right? Uh, I mean, the Nats played today, so everyone's hallucinating. Um, so 
I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time telling you what the show's about because honestly, I don't really watch the show. I have, I think I've seen one episode. Um, I didn't feel like I got it, but that's not, it's, that's not what I'm here for. Um, what I am here for is to uh, remind everyone that this television show single-handedly brought back um, McDonald's Szechuan sauce for a day. Plus. And plus several other things. Well, more... more. What? Continue. What, Continue. what is the plus? I don't... It will a bring day. it back plus. It will bring it back back for more days. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to spoil your uh, whatever. What? You didn't want to spoil it, but you spoiled it by interrupting. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's a pretty classic Sean tactic, so I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, we tried to leave it open, Max and I did, but then you asked for a clarification. That's what happens. You left it too open. Oh. It was so vague. You just plus. What the fuck? I dabble in vagueness. Anyway, um, so what I'm, uh, you know what, I should be doing this. I said I wasn't going to yell at clouds again on this episode. Um, I'm I'm mad that McDonald's caved. Yes. Uh, I'm 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 very mad that McDonald's caved because uh, by. Most of the accounts that I've seen, including accounts from the creators of the show, mm-hmm. Rick and Morty fans are the fucking worst, and they don't deserve good things. I, we, I didn't want to bring it up when we were talking about the games, because I thought it would, it would go... It would go exactly in this direction? Well, no, it, it would just divert, which is basically, what happened here is the creators of Rick and Morty, and I think someone mentioned this on one of the Gizmodo-related uh, sites, is... They took a random thing and they put it on the TV show, a random thing that no longer exists, and they put it on the TV show and talked about how this guy wanted this random thing, and then all the fans decided that they wanted this random thing. I at least remember remember a Super Nintendo. A lot of people do. You know what I don't remember? McDonald's promotional stuff with the Mulan movie. Fine movie. (laughs) I'm sure the chicken nuggets, McNuggets were still very good then. No one remembered the sauce. And they picked a random thing. They could have picked, I don't know, Burger King's foray into green ketchup, which I actually do remember, and that's why I just said it. Oh, I do remember that, too. And I don't even know if it was just them. They could have picked that, and it would have had the same effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Um, But so, like, they did all this, and and now there's, like, YouTube videos of, of people trying to recreate the recipe... Um, uh, using real ingredients, which, come on, guys, you know that doesn't work. That video um, was out a while ago, and it is a really cool... That whole... It, that guy's series of videos are cool. I... God, it, like, yeah, it's cool. I also don't care about it at all. But, anyway, all of this is in service of people who, like... They harass female writers on the show. It's just... And it's obviously it's not every Rick and Morty fan because I know some people that really like the show and they're not this way. Whatever. You know I'm not talking about you. You know I'm talking about the people that reflexively get upset about any perceived criticism of the show. 
People are like, I'm a real fan. You can't say shit because you're not a real fan like me. Like, you don't deserve McDonald's jumping through fucking hoops to give you a sauce to put on your shitty chicken. Fuck you. Yeah, I, I don't and know. And now there's we... people fighting. There are people fighting in fucking McDonald's over this. I mean... So two things. One, the the shallower we're, we're thing. We're earning our <laughs> we're earning our explicit label this week. The the shallower thing. Well, one of us is for sure. The shallower thing is, let's be careful who we 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 point fingers at for talking about condiments and getting angry about them because that's something we've done multiple times on this podcast. Um, the the other thing that I want to point out, and I just talked about it with video games, is. There's an immersive experience and there's an entertainment experience. I there are TV shows that I really, really love, and I think about them and have had thoughts about them, and I think you know are movies, and they continue to have an effect on me. Oh, is that so? This yeah. is so. Did you name one of them in particular? I am not going to get in a fight over Mad Men. Okay, I'm I, not going to. I one hundred percent. I know not over something at McDonald's. I know, but I also want you to know that I 100% still don't believe you anyway. <laughs> it's 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 fine. It's just there's stuff to become immersed in. I think if if you want to talk about I don't know jokes about Richard Nixon versus Kennedy in the first season of Mad Men um, that are funny and and thoughtful. If you want to talk about that and become immersed in the way that joke was written if if you can even call it immersed but going to this extent over the szechuan sauce and getting in fights and yelling at mcdonald's online and you know you mentioned with getting angry at the writers don't do that that just seems that seems unkind and unnecessary if you have to get to the point where the creator of the show who's a guy who's a notorious asshole is saying, you guys really need to cut this shit out. Like, you really need to cut it out. Yeah, well... Dan Harmon seems to maybe genuinely hate Rick and Morty fans, which is kind of fascinating. Um, but, you know, that's that's not really the, the topic here. I don't think Frankenstein loved his monster. I don't know. I know that young Frankenstein did. All right, it's a thing. I, a thing come. I learned woefully late in my life, i.e., like six weeks ago. Fantastic film. Well, let's close on a positive note. Young Frankenstein is really, really good. Please go see it and then see it again. Yeah, go. go see Re- it, rest easy, Gene Wilder. Um, all right, that is the end of the show. Mercifully, uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod. Or drop us a line at itsprettyokay at gmail.com and let us know what you think. You can get this and every episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast at our home on the web, www.prettyokaypod.com. Or you can subscribe to the feed so you never miss an episode. You can do that at iTunes or most other places that you listen to podcasts. If you do that, cannot stress enough how important it is that you leave us ratings reviews comments it really it helps other people find the show um and believe me we're we could use the help um 
you know, even go so far as to uh, to tell a friend. You, if you're listening to the show, you probably know someone else who might enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we'd love to share what we do with them. So uh, please, please help us out. Please, please. Uh, we will be back again next week to talk about something else, assuming that Pierce doesn't get eaten by a polar bear. Uh, until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Matt. Do you, to get us prepared while I'm setting this up, Max, do you want to read um, Seth's uh, excellent text to you? Yeah, I'll read the text Seth sent me. Two texts. Text one, I am incensed. <laughs> text two, <laughs> tonight's loss was determined by the managerial ineptitude of a man who should have gracefully retired a decade ago. He is unfit to manage a bullpen in a playoff situation, arguably the most important job a manager has. He selects relievers like the only thing that matters is what arm they happen to throw with and which inning they normally pitch. I want to say that you need to score more than one run to win, but that's simply not true in the playoffs. Over 162 games? Yes. Over five? No. Dusty must go. Seth mad. Yeah. I mean, also, that's two managers in a row that have been hired by the Nationals who are bad at that. So, anyways. All right. I'm, I'm ready. All right. One, two, five, four... Three, two, and one.